Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Coming up on the two-minute warning, Beja lets it fly, but it's a duck and it's intercepted. And they're fighting for it right around the 45-yard line. But it is going to be Minnesota's football. The ruling on the field is an interception, a fumble, and recovery by Minnesota. First down. Just when it looked like the Bears might be mounting a drive to take the lead, an interception, a pick by Murphy. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Not this one, though. Not the depressing one. Oh, this is Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score live and local for you tonight, all the way till 5 in the morning. Excited to be here. And just the phone, open up the phone lines. Got Tyler Ferengal producing today. Bears, of course, lose to the Minnesota Vikings 19 to 13. Ah, oh, what a day. There's so much expectation for today's game. All week long, everybody's been calling in, talking about the Bears are so back playing two bad teams. And then you're facing a team. You're facing the Minnesota Vikings that don't even have Justin Jefferson. A Minnesota Vikings team that can't run the ball. Well, what they can do is blitz the quarterback. And that we saw in droves today, or excuse me, yesterday. We've, the clock strikes midnight here. But I, I'm here to take your phone calls because that's what I want to do. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to somebody. I just got off of Fox 32 myself, Matt Spiegel, Lou Canellis was doing sports zone over there. And then I was going to take a nap before this shift started, and I couldn't. The adrenaline was pumping because all I wanted to talk about was this game. And, again, we're giving you that opportunity as we are live and local here on 670 The Score. So the phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. And I need to know what you're thinking. Like, I need to be in your brain because there are so many – directions we can go from this game but I'm just curious what your thoughts are you saw the game you saw Justin Fields perform in the first half put up two field goals you saw the Bears offense you 
You just saw so much. You saw Valus Jones. <laughs> you saw Darrington Evans. You saw Deontay Foreman perform for the first time this season. And then, of course, you got to see Tyson Bajan in the back end of the game. And, and I'm trying to measure, like, the frustration level, too, between where we're at in the present and where we were at last year throughout the season. You know? Like, I'm looking at this game today, and just there's so many takeaways. Like, I literally, it's just so many takeaways. And we're going to hear from Coach Eberflus uh, a little bit later in the show. We'll hear from Justin Fields as well. Um, but I guess for the first question I have for you is, were you mad? Did you go into this game assuming the Bears would win? I mean, that's, that, that, that's ballsy in itself. Assuming that the Bears would win any game is tough. A team that you thought was going to end up with the number one pick without Carolina's help just two weeks ago. And then you see them perform like they did today. So, so again, I'm just curious thoughts on the bears and what you're thinking right now and that's what we're doing live and local here on 670 the score for your listening pleasure uh and to act as a sounding board so much was going on in today's game and one of the questions we asked on sports zone on fox 32 just a few minutes ago was who's and it's a it's a it's an easy cop-out answer question which is who's to blame but again i always try to look at it as a slice of blame pie there's everybody can you can point your finger at a bunch of people it's not just one person but when you're looking at that blame pie the, the largest slice goes to who because you can say justin fields bit of regression you could say the offensive line not necessarily you know doing the best against this attacking vikings defense you could say the coaching staff because it did look like they weren't prepared i know a lot of people have been saying that and that's a ridiculous statement right because of course they spent the last 10 days trying to prepare but I think they just they were pro- improperly prepared <laughs> for this game. You can't tell me Justin Fields in the first play of the game. First play of the game. You go five wide. No protection. Don't you? Are we? Hello? Justin Fields suffered through this already against Cleveland. Matt Nagy trying to prove a point going five wide. The arrogance that existed at that moment. You see it duplicated with the Bears first play. What, what were you thinking? That what? You're going to, oh, well, we don't care if you're, if you're Flores, if you're bringing the pressure because we're going to out-scheme you because we're so smart. So we're going to go five wide to prove that we can do it. You look like an ass on the very first play. You have five offensive linemen sitting there blocking. Everyone else is running out. And then you have six defenders coming in, and you, know, you slide the wrong way. It's a fake stun up the middle. Nate Davis gets confused. The line doesn't know where they're blocking. It ends up in a sack. It is so frustrating to watch that very first play. Two out of the first three plays, Justin Fields gets sacked. What? Or two out of or two, two two times on the first drive, he gets sacked. What? It was in the back of my mind too. I was really nervous that with that sack, that Minnesota was going to set the tone for the game, and it, that's what it seemed like, Gabe. The Bears just couldn't adjust to the Vikings bringing a ton of pressure. Let's uh, go ahead and, and take some of your calls uh, right now, as we are on a Plumbers nine one one Football Monday presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game. Illinois dot com. Great shows all day today, starting with, my, starting with mine, as we take your phone calls that we're going to get to in just a second. Uh, but, of course, Mully and Haw, or, or excuse me, uh, yeah, Mully and Haw, they're going to be on. Olin Krutz at 7, DJ Moore at 8, Brad Biggs at 9. Then Bernstein and Holmes have Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder at 11 and 12. 
And then Parkins and Spiegel. Kurt Warner, Mark Grody, Jalen Johnson, 244 and 5 o'clock respectively. Make sure you guys are listening to that. Let's go to Joel out in Woodridge. Joel, when you're looking at this game, were there any standouts for you? Any highlights? You know, I I really thought um, when I looked at Tyson Badgett coming in in the beginning, I thought he, he kind of looked like he had to get off some nerves a little bit, get used to the game. Because he hasn't really played since the preseason. So, for him to jump in there like he did, I thought he did really well later in the game. Well, it was already later in the game when he came in, but as he kept playing, he seemed like he was getting better and better after like he got his nerves and, and got used to it a little bit. It looked like he was making those passes and those reads, and I think he's going to get better, honestly. I think the more he plays, the more opportunity he gets to play, he's going to be doing a lot better in there and uh, completing those passes. I think that last one in the end zone – that was that was hard because you kind of wanted to see him do, you know, win the game, and it would have been a great story. But you know, it's you know a lot of QBs throw interceptions, and he's a rookie, so I mean, yeah, Joe. I mean, Joe, Joe. Let's be very honest, Joe. Joe, let's be very honest. If we are going to be giving Justin Fields grace in his third year, third year, still giving right. him grace, there is no way anyone could try to come to any sort of conclusion on Tyson Bajan after a half of football. When he hasn't played a Absolutely. game in his life, he hasn't played a real game since December. Like you, you just can't, right? So I mean, there, but 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 I want to be fair, Joel. There are things that we can't point, and because again, if we're going to say that Tyson Bajan passed the eye test in the preseason, we can also point out with our ver- with those very same eyes things that we noticed that 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 make him an undrafted rookie quarterback, right? One that stood out is arm strength, right? It, it didn't didn't that stand out to you? You know, he did throw a good pass up the middle, though. That was a pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was a pretty good good distance. Um, sure. I'm, was I'm talking about strength, Joe. I'm talking about whipping the ball into a bullet, a laser. That did not exist. Everything was like a, you know, it was a beautiful ball, but nothing was in there with any umph. And you can, in the NFL, right, right. those things can get picked off easily, right? I think that ball security, obviously, from the very beginning, you just, you're not used to that. It's the first time he's faced NFL an NFL defense, a real NFL defense. How do you right. think how, how do you think he handled the pressure? And I mean, I don't I mean pressure he, of the game, Joe. I mean pressure from 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 Flores in the defense. I mean, when he got sacked that first time, obviously that was hard, but I thought as the game progressed, he got he got a little better getting out of there and making those passes. So I I think he's going to adapt pretty well and read pretty well, so but we'll see. I don't know. I think you give him more time. You know, a little yeah. more time to practice. But you would agree, Joel, that. Team. But Joel, you would you would agree that it just still doesn't matter because he's not going to be your solution at quarterback, right? We can we can agree on that. I don't know about that. I I think you need to give him more time. I think no, you need to give him the chance. I mean, look, he rose up from the from the bottom to take out PJ Walker's spot. So yeah, to to, to be a know. backup quarterback, Joel, I want to be very clear. He rose up the ranks to become a backup quarterback, not to lead a franchise to a Super Bowl. And I think that's what we have to do. One thing I talked about with Mark Grody, Joel, from the, in the very beginning of the season, before it started, and I love this about Grody, and it, it stuck with me this whole time. He said, you can be selfish. You can be greedy. It's okay to be that. And I think as Bears fans, more often than not, we're just stuck in this demise mindset, and we're in, we're in actuality. You can, you can create a path towards success, and it begins with a new quarterback, and it's okay. And I, again, I... It's not a bad thing. No one's trashing Justin Fields. No one's saying Tyson Bajan can't be a good quarterback. But if you want to be successful in the NFL, Joe, you got to have a top-ten quarterback. And not one that you have to argue about. 
oh, well, if he just did this, he could be. Or if he did, can do this, then he would be. No. You need a guy that can come in like Justin Herbert, someone that can throw the ball, someone that, that you know and immediately like this is that this is him right there. And it's okay for right. Justin Fields to fall outside of the top 15 of quarterbacks and for you to look at him and say you're not in the top 10, and that's okay. You're good. You're, you're, you're a P.J. Walker. You can win a game for the Browns against the Niners, but, but you're, you can't do it consistently enough to put your team in a position to make the playoffs annually, and that's what I want. And that's where I want to be greedy at. So Tyson Bajan's like, yeah, you're cool. You're gonna be, but you play some exciting games. You're, you know, you're you're, you're Josh McCown. You're Kate or Kate McNown. I'm sorry. You know, you're, you're those guys. You're, you're a guy that can win the game, but you're not a guy that you're gonna depend on. And that's okay. So again, I, I think ultimately when we talk about Tyson Bajan and where he's at and how he's in this game, it's like for me, Joel. It's if I'm gonna watch the Bears lose every single week, I'd rather be exciting, right? Like Tyson Bajan came in the second half, whatever. He was not supposed to win that game, but it sure was exciting. Who cares? I mean, it was oh, an yeah. interception at the end of the game, but that was cool to watch. Had a chance driving down the field. Like, those are the things that I'm okay watching. The NFL is an entertainment product, and I'm okay watching that entertainment product with Tyson Bajan instead of Justin Fields knowing damn well he's not going to be the quarterback anyway next year. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, don't you, um, I, I, one thing, I don't know if anybody really talks about this, but I, I really enjoyed the press conference and how he kind of, you know, especially the one in the preseason where he kind of broke down the plays and what he was doing. Like, I, I like the, I like his thinking, you know what I mean? Like, it's, he seems like he knows what he's doing, but it, like, again, he's still a rookie, but, you know, I think it's heading in the right direction for him. We'll see. I don't know. I agree, man. Thanks for the call, Joe. We're taking your phone calls. 312 312- 644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday taking your calls. Because the, the, the Tyson-Bajan conversation is going to be one that dominates the radio for the next, geez, next week for sure. Bears taking on the Raiders next week. Saw Brian Hoyer, former Bear quarterback. Speaking of the, the, the carousel that is the Bears quarterback position, he stepped in for Jimmy Garoppolo for a little bit today. So uh, it'll be interesting to see you know who plays there. Devontae Adams had a bad game, so he doesn't have two of those in a row, and he's certainly going to be looking to destroy the Chicago Bears next week. Josh Jacobs had himself a game. So I say that to say the Bears are still going to have their hands full next week. There's no cakewalk here. Everybody's like, you know how many people I talked to last week that were like, I don't know, Gabe, look at the schedule. There's there's not a surefire loss on there out of anybody. Who's the one? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? T- how? Foolish are we as a fan base to then just try to change the narrative after a good game? The Bears still suck. They're one in five, one in four before the game today. They're still bad team. So like, people were talking about six, seven victories. It was blowing my mind. And then everybody, you know, you know what? I get, I get texts or tweets on Twitter saying I'm a hater. What? Because I said Justin Fields isn't a top 15 quarterback. All of a sudden, I'm a hater. There's a difference between the two. There's a difference between hating and saying someone's not a top 15 quarterback. That's not, that's not hating. I go back to the greedy comment. I go back to the greedy com- com- comment. That's what I want to be. I want to be greedy when it comes to the Chicago Bears team, and you should too. There's nothing wrong with that. What do you want to be? Like... Be greedy. Call in and be greedy. Tell me what you want. I'm greedy. I don't I don't want Justin Fields at quarterback anymore. Or I do. Just 
frustrated. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score. Shout out to everybody that's listening out of state on the Odyssey app. You know you guys are my favorite. My out-of-state Bears fans are my favorite because they're sitting in a in a room by themselves probably watching the game pissed off. They don't have the luxury of, of going out to a bar, you know, with people there. So they listen to us on the app or they listen to us from wherever they're at. And we get to talk to somebody right now. Uh, again, man, we're taking your Bears thoughts. Phone lines are open, 312 644 6767. Let's go to John, my guy out in Las Vegas. So, what's the answer, John? What's the answer here with this Bears team? Well, I know the answer, but it'll never happen. All right. First of all, the Bears organization, they listen to what we say, but I'm sorry, they hear what we're saying, but they don't listen to what we're saying. They, they hear us, but they don't listen to us. There's only one way. And only one way that we could possibly get through to the Bears organization, but it will never happen, and that is stop going to the games. And But it won't happen because we love our Bears, and we want to see them do well. But we have to hit them where it hurts, guys. In their pocketbooks. Yeah, the problem, though, yeah. John, is that they're billionaires, right? So you're not really hurting their pocketbooks. And there's profit sharing, there's all this stuff like that. But I hear what you're saying. You're, you're, you're trying to say let's send a message to the organization that we do not want to accept mediocrity year after year. Do you know how embarrassing <laughs> it would be to show a national TV uh, like a half-full stadium? Do you know how embarrassing that would be to the Bears organization? And I don't think it's got nothing to do with money. Money. I think that would really send a message yeah. that us Bear fans are finally had it and we're not put up with it no more. But what do you think so they do, John? Team. What do you think they do? Like let's say let's say let's say next game as a protest, no one shows up to the game. And they are embarrassed. What's the I solution know. though? Like what do they do then? The the problem is the coaching staff. They they don't know. We don't know how well or how bad our team is because the coaching staff does not know. Yeah. And I believe I believe that you cannot hire a defensive coordinator to be a head coach. I'm I'm sure there have, have been a few that have been successful, but every Every uh, defensive coordinator that we've had and we've had a head coach, they were terrible. I agree with you. I agree with you. Thanks for the call, John. I mean, wait, hold on, wait. I agree with some of the things you're saying. I don't agree with never hiring a defensive coordinator to be a coach. I'm sure a lot of people would love Lovey Smith right now. There has to be a marriage, right? If you're a defensive coach, it's hard because you got to find an offensive coordinator that can run the offense, but – if if you have an offensive coordinator that if you have a defensive head coach and an offensive coordinator that look at Ben Johnson the 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 the, the name everyone keeps to seems to keep mentioning offensive coordinator of the of the Detroit Lions you have a defensive minded head coach if you get an offensive guy in there and he finds success he's gone so you have no continuity and that was the biggest issue with Lovey Smith we couldn't Bears couldn't find a consistent offensive coordinator. And so, therefore, people felt like, oh, that's the knock. We need an offensive guy. And now, with the, obviously, the game has changed, favoring the offense. And so, I could see where you'd want an offensive coordinator to run the show. 
and then maybe just get someone like Eberflus to be a, a specialist on defense? That does seem to be the case. Flores made it look uh, easy today, too. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 to score. Taking your calls, man. Taking your thoughts. What do you think about this Bears game? Let's go to Alex out in Chicago. Alex, so, I mean, we only got to see a little bit of Justin Fields. We didn't get to see a whole game, but we certainly got to see enough of Justin Fields, right? Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you uh, in regards to him uh, being out the door. I definitely uh been a Bears fan for quite a long time, and I mean, it was such a big hype in the beginning of the season, just in fields. You got DJ Moore as, a, as another uh, piece for, for the wide receiver. And honestly, I'm, 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 definitely, uh, I'm definitely tired of, of, of the expectation that we had. And, and honestly, he's got to go. I definitely think uh, we, need, we need somebody that, that's going to lead the team uh, better than, than what Justin Fields has done. Yeah, and I don't, and I gotta be honest, Alex. Like when we say he gotta go, like I'm okay with Justin Fields sticking around. Like if we, if, like let's learn from our mistakes, right, Alex? If if, if yeah. listen, Justin Fields didn't have the opportunity to learn under Andy Dalton, right? He was thrown into the fire. Mitch Trubisky thrown into the fire. Like we we want to listen. Who do we hate the most because they had the success in the quarterback room? The the the, the Green Bay Packers. Look, 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 look what we think about Patrick Mahomes, right? What was the common denominator in all three of those situations? They had a, a wily veteran to, to play in front of them, right? Just to learn. Listen, you can, we've all been there, Alex. Well, I don't know what you do for a living, but I'm sure when you go to work, you see an employee, like a coworker, and you're like, ooh, I, I, I'm going to do that. Or you see another employee and you're like, I am not going to do that, right? Like, and that's what you need to, that's why you need the veteran in front. So that you can pick his brain and pick some things that you actually like. And then you could also find some things that you're not going to do. Oh, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to be better than. So I wouldn't hate it or I wouldn't hate a scenario where Justin Fields is the starting quarterback next year. No one is ass is on the way out. But you have, a, yeah. you have your young quarterback sitting, playing behind him and saying, ah, this is what, I, this is what I'm not going to do. I, I got to get the ball out faster. I got to read my defenses. I got to look off the safety. I got to dump it off to Cole Komet quicker. Things like that where you can – Pick that what you shouldn't be doing for Justin Fields, but also some good things. Hey, I can tuck it and run here. I can, you know. So I, I'm okay with him being around. I don't necessarily feel like he should be out the door just yet, but I'm, yeah. I'm certainly okay with moving on from Justin Fields okay. at the quarterback position. I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. The only thing is that I think I think we've all had enough time of, of seeing uh, how Justin Fields has performed. Um, I mean, with this rookie quarterback that that played today. I mean, just like you were talking about earlier about being excited again. So to be honest, I felt the same way. Excited to see something different. Uh, to have Justin Fields even as a backup quarterback, I think, I think at this point he should have already learned how to make the plays and, and, and how to be a, a, an elite quarterback. And he definitely, like you mentioned earlier, he's not an, a, a top 10 quarterback. So – yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree in regards to maybe keeping him as, as a backup, but I think we need to start focusing on, on, on the future and, and actually finding a real top 10 quarterback to definitely lead the team. Um, I think it, it would definitely be a good idea to to have him maybe as a backup or, or, or just, just keep him on there. Uh, but at the same time, I still feel like 
<laughs> enough is enough, like they say. You know, I think um, as a diehard Bears fan, I've definitely uh, I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I've, we're I think I think I think we're tired of of our hearts being broken, Alex. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay. How many times are you gonna take back your, your your lady if she keeps cheating on you? You know what I'm saying? You're hurt, and that's it. Pa fuera, the whole thing. Para la suda, to the garbage. That's where they got to go right now. Because we out. All right, it's Gabe Ramirez. 670 to score. I'm uh, going to continue to take your phone calls. Got some people on hold getting to you right after the break. But I'm curious. Let's just say both quarterbacks were healthy next week. Bajan and, and Justin Fields. Who are you starting? Who are you starting? Are you, are you giving Justin Fields some sort of designation? Like, ah, oh, Papa, you know what? You need to rest your thumb. Who would you start in that situation? 312-644-6767. Your call's on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez on a Plumbers 911 Football Monday right here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ninth play of the drive with inside of eight minutes left. Bajan on a snake. No signal. They uncover the bodies and they say touchdown. Tyson Bajan. First touchdown for the rookie. And we've got a one-score game. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. What did Corey Wooten have to say about that tush push by Tyson Bajan? Former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten and I, we do the Bears postgame on Fox 32. And he had an interesting take on that tush push. I'll talk about that in just a second. It's Gabe Ramirez here live and local for you. 670 The Score. It's a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. Bears lose to the Vikings 19-13. You saw two quarterbacks under center for the Chicago Bears. Two quarterbacks trying to catch snaps from Cody Whitehair and Lucas Patrick. Oh, that was bad. Uh, but we are taking your phone calls. That's what we're doing right now. That's why I'm here. The only reason I'm here is to talk to you. I want to be very clear. They asked me, Gabe, you want to do overnights, Bears football Monday? I said, 
Only if I can take calls the whole time. Because I want to hear. You did. I want to be. Okay, let me go on a side tangent. You deserve this. You're working second shift, third shift. You know how many jobs I did today? 12 o'clock, had to be at the Bears game. Jameson's Pub in Frankfurt to watch it for Fox 32. From noon to 5 p.m., I was on B96. Then I had to go home, watch the kids really quickly. Then I had to do Fox 32 at 11 o'clock at night with Luke Canellis and Matt Spiegel. And then right now I'm doing overnights. What? And I said, the only reason I'm doing it. So you out there, your ass is working hard as hell. You haven't been able to talk to nobody about this Bears game. That's what I'm here for, for you to talk to me and so that we can listen to each other and, and try not to shed tears. 312 644 6767. Let's go to Sean out in Wisconsin. You know, all of my Bears fans calling out of state. I don't even care if it's within a stone's throw away. Sean, what you think about Tyson Bajan, man? I mean, I, I know you want to stick with him, but what 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 is your plan with, with a Tyson Bajan if you are to stick with him? Yeah. Hey. Uh, me personally, I, I want to stick with Tyson Bajan because I feel like I like his processes. I mean, his arm might not be that strong, but the processes he go through, he just look like a quarterback, like he know what he's doing out there. And I say develop him, and at the least, you know, we'll have him as a backup quarterback, but we need to move on from Justin Fields. He's all right. But I say get his trade value up and trade him. Yeah, that's going to be the number one thing, Sean, that they're going to be looking to do as the season goes on, right? Like, let's say, for example, Justin hits the IR. Four games, got to get the thumb right. Even if even if he doesn't and, and he misses three games, right? You let Justin Fields come back and play the last half of the season so that that way, just like you said, Sean, he can increase his trade value. That's what you yeah. want. In the best-case scenario, Justin Fields comes back and, and, and balls out for the last – you know, five games, six games of the season or eight games of the season, and people are like, damn, if I had him, we'd be in a better position. But the thing with Tyson Bajan, like when you're talking about developing him, like let's say let's say you keep Tyson Bajan, right? Then you get the first yeah. pick in the draft, let's say top two, three, whatever it is, and you get either Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix, whatever. Then mm-hmm. you're left with Tyson Bajan, and let's just say it is Caleb Williams. Let's say Carolina, you know, has a goose egg all season. Caleb Williams at the right. one. You got Caleb Williams and Tyson Bajan. Who's Tyson Bajan learning from? Not Caleb Williams. Who's Caleb Williams learning from? Not Tyson Bajan. So it's kind of like that. He can be learning. Tyson Bajan is learning on the job this year. Like right now, he could be learning, you know, while he's playing. Just learn on the job and get some experience. You know, the experience is valuable too. And he's only a backup anyway. I mean, Caleb Williams or whoever we get is presumptively presumptively going to come in and be the starter anyway. So yeah. he's just the backup. Yeah. But he can develop now and, you know, just get that valuable experience. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, no, I, and, I, and I agree with you because I think what, what we most certainly can agree on, and anyone listening can, is the fact that Tyson Bajan does look like a professional quarterback. And and yeah. what I mean by that is the processing, right, the reading. and the, I mean, he was 10 for 14 yeah. to start the game. Let's yeah. be very clear. Yeah. And you know what else I hated about this, Sean? The fact that Lou get bro, Lou Getzies, man, and I, and I sometimes I go on tangents, and I really don't be wanting to, but last year I remember when everybody was like, "Oh my God, I'm so scared, Lou Getzies is gonna leave us and get a head coaching job." I remember people yeah. saying, and I was like, I was "One of them," and and I and I used to tell you people like, "What are you like? We have the worst team in the league. What GM <laughs> and what owner of a league of a franchise is gonna be like? Hmm, who do I want to get to run my team? Hmm, let me get the worst. Let me get the offensive coordinator of the worst team in the league." 
Let me go get the let me get that. Like nobody's doing that. And then here we are looking uh, we at him. To, listen, listen to this. Sean. We definitely don't have to worry about that now. Most yeah. most certain most certainly. And the thing is this. You cannot have Tyson Bajan come in the game and your first two out of three plays that you call are passes. How arrogant and selfish is that to have a, a rookie undrafted quarterback that's never smelt the NFL, never played against this many good players at the same time? Let's not forget he went to Shepard. It's not like he was playing Power 5 schools. So this is the best defense he's ever seen in his life. And what do you do on the first play? You throw the ball. It goes back to the arrogance of Lou Getze from the very beginning. You got Dante Foreman in there. You do not run him the ball. Like, what are we talking about? You saw how, how effective he was, and then you got Darrington Evans running the ball for the very first time. After you're running with, it's just like, this didn't make sense. Second and one with Tyson Bajan, a rookie quarterback. Dante Foreman's out here crushing people. Second and one, what do you do? A screen. Are you kidding me? The run game was working. Get and they the first it. down and let your let your rookie get some confidence. Don't throw a, three straight screens. Are you kidding me? Like, talk about a level of frustration during the game when I was watching it today at Jamison's Pub for the Miller Lite Brewing View. It was so frustrating. I was like, what the hell am I watching? And the thing is this, right? Last year, we didn't have a lot of that. Last year, I mean, there was questionable play calling. Obviously, it's the first time he's an offensive coordinator, right? So he's going to have bumps and bruises. Year two, or go back to last year where, you know, the coaching staff seemed very competent. It looked like they were making adjustments at halftime. They were calling, you know, they weren't burning timeouts in the first half like we saw Matt Nagy do damn near every game. So it felt like there was a level of competency there. This year, you're back to questioning decisions that people are doing. I mean, it's like first two games you call too many damn screens. Then what? What? You got mad? Or what, like what? You're feeling a certain type of way so you don't call any more screens? Like what are we talking about? How often did the running back get like they're blitzing you? Call a draw. Call a draw. Call, call, a, call a screen pass. Something other than whatever it was that we were seeing. Got to give you guys an opportunity to score, man. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Live and local until 5 o'clock. Dustin Rhodes is going to be doing the pregame show at 5. Mully and Hall, everybody. DJ Moore is going to be on the radio today, as is Jalen Johnson, who had a phenomenal game. Pay that man. I don't care what you got to do. Pay that man. He was a blanket over some of those receivers he was guarding. Unreal. That's been something. Man, that's why I love doing this show. I really do enjoy this because I can just talk. I can just do whatever I want. Talk about these bears however I want. It's tough, guys. I got to be honest. People ask me all the time, how do you do this? How do you talk about the bears? I said, listen, bears unleashed on Fox 32 on Fridays and Saturdays. The check comes from Los Osos. So I'm always positive on that TV show. Bears post game, same thing. Bears pay, pay the bills. It's Fox, but the bears pay the bills. And you're a little more like you can be critical because you're assessing the game in real time. But you can't poo-poo on the team. I come here midnight, 1235. Bruh. I'll say Lou Gutsy's trash. I can't say that on TV. I can't say that on Fox. Hey, let's throw out to Gabe Ramirez at the Miller Light Brewing View for Fox 32, Chicago Bears. And I'm like, Bears suck. <laughs> Could you imagine? 
Oh, that'd be the last time I get that check. All right, let's take some more phone calls. I want to hear from you. 312 644 Let's go to Steve out in Kansas City. Oh, Steven, to have to watch this firsthand, NBA Kansas City, it's got to be tough for you. Hey, Gabe. Uh, good morning. Uh, listen, um, I've been trying to uh, think about this game uh, throughout the day and into the nights and uh, – you know, the game plan by Getsy really made no sense, and I'm sure you probably went into detail uh, throughout the night. And, um, you, you know, basically, Brian Flores schooled him uh, for the entire game with blitzes. And, and somehow he just can't seem to adjust or come up with a solution. You know, the inexplicable game calling uh, on third and seven at the 38th, in the second quarter where, you know, they gained three yards just to set a field goal. And then after that turnover, you know, third and two at the 27, uh, Fields' his pass gets batted down and intercepted, and the, the Vikings marched down the field and promptly scored a touchdown before the halftime. And that was a huge momentum swing, and basically, you know, that was pretty much the end of the ball game, and unfortunately. But um, – I don't know where Matt Eberflus falls into this uh, equation, but I just don't understand how Eberflus stands on the sideline, literally next to him, and and is okay with you know DJ Moore getting only two targets in the first half and only one catch for seven yards in the first first half alone. How does he stand there thinking? that this is acceptable. And then what is Getsy trying to prove, you know, at the expense of the Bears losing games because of his ineptness and stubbornness? And, uh, you know, I, I get it. You know, you want to go down, you, you you do whatever you want. You know, you you come out swinging, you do your things your way. And, and it's proven that almost two years into this uh, regime, 4-19, 174 winning percentage. It, you know, it, it's it's only a matter of time. It's not a matter of if, but when. And and I hope Kevin Warren is paying close attention to what is happening, because with the shorthanded Vikings, they still find ways to beat you offensively and defensively at home. The Bears haven't even won a home game in over a year, 385 days to be more exact. How do you expect the fans? to show up in the uh, in, in autumn and wintertime when there is no, you know, signs of progress. And at some point, Warren has to, has to, you know, start paying more attention to what's happening on the field. And I get it. His, his focus is right now on the stadium issues, whether, you know, whether it's in Chicago or, you know, um, I, I forgot where it was. They they, they demolished the yeah, um, Arlington Heights. Excuse me, wherever it might be. Yeah, no, I I I, 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 hear what you, I hear what you, I hear what you're saying, Stephen. I mean, it's a lot, and I think that the frustrating part is that you know you watch this season and you see what's going on. It's just like sucks, right? Last year we're like, oh, draft, draft, draft. Oh, development, Justin Fields. Oh, he's looking better. Like all these things that are pushing you to the next season, and then. If you're thinking about the bear situation right now, it's literally the exact same. You're, you know, trying to make your team better. You're trying to improve talent. 
You're trying to figure out what the hell's going on with the court. It's just frustrating. So it just sucks that it does feel as though the season's over. But we still got some more games, and we still got some more more calls to take. I want to hear from you. 312-644-6767. Thoughts from the game. You watched the Bears lose. You saw a little Tyson Bajan, little Justin Fields. Have you come to any finalities? Who you like, who you don't like. 312-644-6767. More calls after this. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Field sets up shot to throw it. Over the middle. Nice catch. Perfectly placed ball. Boy, Darnell Mooney almost stayed on his feet, but it's a big pickup of 39 yards. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Live and local on your overnights. It is Gabe Ramirez. Bears lose to the Minnesota Vikings 19 13. And the wide receivers, hmm, not necessarily their best showing. DJ Moore targeted eight times today. Twice by Justin Fields. Five catches for 51 yards. Darnell Mooney, two catches for 48 after that 39-yard snag right there. Tyler Scott had himself a nice little catch on a comebacker on a tipped ball. Made himself useful there. Robert Tunyon got himself a catch. Cole Komet targeted just three times today or yesterday. Two catches, nine yards. Valus Jones got in the mix. Dante Foreman. Darrington Evans and Kari Blasengame all had a catch as well. But DJ Moore, I'll tell you the story before we go back out to the phone lines. So Tyson Bajan comes in, as I've been mentioning all day. I was at Jamison's Pub in Frankfurt watching the game for Fox 32, the post game with Corey Wooten, former Bear. And somebody comes in and they're like, Tyson Bajan, some, some, something. And I look at him and I go, I guarantee you Tyson Bajan targets DJ Moore way more times in the second half than Justin Fields did. That's exactly what he did. Targeted him six times. Five catches. Tyson Bajan only completed ten passes. Five of them to DJ Moore. That's what you're supposed to do. I don't know if you picked picked up what I don't know if you heard the news, but he won NFC player of offensive player of the week. That means he's good. That means you throw him the ball, and I don't know if you saw the tape, but Justin Fields threw the ball just up, and DJ Moore came down with it because he's that good. And then in the next game, we just we don't do it. I don't. I just don't make it. My dad used to do this. I don't understand. I don't understand. Make it understand. I don't make it make it make sense. But that's why we're taking your calls because I'm not the only one that's frustrated. We have a bunch of Bears fans that are out there listening on the Odyssey app and wherever you're at, man. So let's go out to Terry and Lakeview. 
So, Terry, what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? Hey, Gabe, great to hear your voice. Um, yeah, real quick, I think they should continue to play him for the rest of the year. I, I personally think we know what we have in Justin Fields, and it's not good. But considering what is invested in him from a first-round pick standpoint and what you need to decide about him for the future, Tyson Bajan isn't going to change anything this season. The season is over with. So I think you need to make sure that you know what you have in Justin Fields because it's very consequential for the franchise in terms of the picks they have coming up for next year. They're going to be very high. So I think you, you should play him for as long as he's healthy and, and make sure you know what you got there. That, that's my first point. My second point, and this might be a little bit out there, but kind of bear with me. I was thinking about the Bears head coaches over the past 30 years. I'm going from Mike Ditka. They've hired seven head coaches in 31 years. That's not a good track record, but the, common denominator from all those hires all the general managers have come and gone the most common denominator is obviously the McCaskies and my theory is that Mike Ditka was very much the alpha male he had a dominant personality he was very aggressive he was very vocal and he was very difficult to control I personally believe whether it's Virginia or the rest of the family they prefer they went with Wanstead, they went with Jerron, they went with Lovey, they went with Tressman, they went with Fox, they went with Nagy. These are mild-mannered guys that they feel like fit into the McCaskey culture, the McCaskey way, if there's such a thing, and they purposely hire people that fit a profile that doesn't necessarily promote tenacity, discipline, hard-nosed stuff like Ditka did. That's just kind of a wild-ass theory, but what do you think about that? Yeah, I got to say, Terry, I mean, we got first we got to point out the fact that the NFL is a much different place than it was when Dicka was coaching, right? Like, we got to start there. And then work backwards in trying to find how many of those alpha-type coaches even exist in the NFL today. Probably a handful, not the majority, most certainly. But you think like a Sean McVay. You think about, uh, I'm trying to think, what other coaches would be out there? Dan Campbell from the Lions. But look, and I'm struggling. Belichick, I'm, I'm, okay, old school guy who, but, but who's probably not going to be here next year or the year after, right? Mike Tomlin. Most certainly Mike Tomlin, but he even he has changed his approaches of late. But again, we're, 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 we're running out of names quickly is what I'm trying no, to you say. You make a fair point, Gabe. You make a fair yeah. point. So, but, so the coach, but, but, I, but I agree with you, Terry. I, there, it is, it's. They've they've approached hiring coaches the wrong way, where it seems as though the Bears are supposed to be the trend setters, one of the original teams of the NFL. What they've done consistently over the last couple of decades is try to follow trends, right? We've seen it with Tressman. You saw it with Nagy, even John Fox for that matter, trying to get a head coach in here that that was, you know, had a veteran presence. But you you crumble to public pressure instead of going out there and just finding the best guy for the job. Right. And I think that's what they've, they've shied away from. And, you know, they have a guy, what do you think about Eberflus? Cause he seems like a tough nose, you know, bull pit bull kind of a guy that's going to make you do it his way. What do you think about him? Terry? I think he's a little too soft. I believe. Yeah. I don't think when he, when he gets to the podium, he's very mealy mouth in terms of how he talks about his team. I don't expect him to jump on them or, or overly criticize them, but he's, he's very, very tame when it comes to critique. And I don't think that's necessarily the edge 
that you want you're, from a head coach. Okay, Terry. Okay, now you're now you're spitting facts right now because this is that's one thing that we all can agree on. Why can't a coach tell you that you suck? I don't know about you, Terry, but I played sports growing up, and any coach I've ever had has never hesitated to say something like that. That's what coaches do. And all of a sudden, you got Eberflus, you know, getting to the podium and saying, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't switch centers from Cody Whitehair to Lucas Patches because because Cody Whitehair sucked and had the yips." No, we did it because we wanted someone that was a little more. What? 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 What are you talking about, bro? It's the NFL. You put your best center out there, and that's it. If Cody Whitehair's not your best center with Tyson Bajan, then guess what? He's not your best center, right? Mm-hmm. You, need, you need consistency there. So again, I I agree with you, Terry. Where I say to myself. Dude, just come on and say it. All the Chase Claypool stuff, all that stuff, say it. I understand you want to be politically correct in a bunch of in, a bunch of instances, but you can't tell me you're going to be that way all the time because then that's you're, you're telling us that that's your personality. You're telling us that's who you are. If there's no deviation from that ever, then you can't sit there and be like, yeah, you know what, Chase Claypool, we, we, we don't I'm, – I'm creating culture. I've created it. I told you, hits principle, and we don't like distractions. And it's it's unfortunate that he became a distraction. But I wish him well in, in Miami. Ain't nothing wrong with that. We'd all agree with you. We would all back you up. Cody Whitehair, what's going on? What, what happened there? Why would we make the switch? You know what? Sometimes we felt like the game was close enough and we just wanted to make a change. You know, in the moment, we thought that was the right thing to do. Oh, okay. No one's complaining about that. That's, that's the right thing to say. We all saw the game. We saw that the center sucked. It was like we saw it. We saw the Justin Fields on, on Fox 32. I said, uh, what did I say? I said, you know how you put somebody in the machine to grab all the money? You know what I'm talking about? It's like a little booth. And then the, the money's like all flying all over. And you got to go grab it with your hands. I said, that's what Justin Fields looked like trying to get all the damn snaps from Cody Wire. But again, it's okay for, for, for Eberflus to come out and say that. I think we all want it. And it's, Thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah, dude. It's just ridiculous. There's, those are the things that have to change. And I think the one point that Terry brought up that is absolutely right is that you do need someone like that. Like, Paul's trading away Chase Claypool, that can't be the hammer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that can't be what, I mean, it most certainly instills fear in the team because everybody's like, damn, I'll be out of here if I, if I you know, act up. You heard Tyson Bajan's post-game interview? <laughs> We're about to play it in the next hour. Nothing but praise for the coaching staff. If there's one thing he learned about Chase Claypool and what not to do, like we were just talking about a second ago, what we're going to do is praise the coaching staff by any means necessary. Coaching staff did a great job preparing, so I was just in there trying to execute, just didn't do a good enough job. But coaches did a great job. It's like, that can't be the fear. It's okay. Come out. Tyson Bajan, hey, he's a kid. Like It's okay to say that. But, you know, here we are. Gabe, I had a question for sure. you. I wanted to pivot back to what you were talking about with Terry about best man for the job a couple years ago. I had an interesting thought. Who was your best man for the job when the Bear, or when McCaskey, Ryan Poles, was looking for that head coach in 2022? Obviously not Eberflus. Not Eberflus. I mean, I think he came out of nowhere where everyone was like, oh. But of the three choices that were that were selected, I thought the whole thing went too fast. So that, that was, that's one gripe I had about it. So we had, what was it, uh, Dan Quinn and then Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell. Those are the three. None of those st- none of those stand out to me like, oh, my God, I can't wait till I get this guy. 
You know what I mean? So I think none of them, none, I didn't want any of those guys. No, or, or not that I didn't want any of them. I just, none of them moved the needle for me. You know, uh, but I was here for it. I was here for newness. I think everybody was um, in, in, in that situation. Nobody wanted to be in, watching Matt Nagy anymore. So, I mean, him, but I go back to, you know, I go back to Lovey. I really did like Lovey. I had no problem with Lovey. Zero problem with Lovey. He, he, he made, he had that Mike Tomlin effect where he made you want to play hard all the time. And as we see in today's game, that's extremely difficult to do. To get guys to play at the absolute maximum level, giving maximum effort for the men next to you, it's it's hard to do. And and the Bears are going to struggle with that for the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. We're taking your calls. I want to I want to talk about the defense. What did you think about the play on the defensive side of the ball? Jeff Joniak brought up an amazing stat before the game and said the Bears led the league in negative runs. The de- their defense led the league in, in negative runs, 22 of them. That was impressive. I don't know how that happened. Maybe teams were just running the ball more because they were blowing them out in the fourth quarter, so it's a skewed stat. Either way, defense played great. What did you think about the Bears' defense today? Holding the Vikings to 19 without Justin Jefferson. I'll take your calls on that and just calls on the Bears in general. 312-644-6767. Your chance to get on the radio coming up right after this. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 